You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle. And today we're going to be talking about Godzilla vs. Kong, the 2021 not remake released on HBO legendary Battle of the Kings of the Monsters. Okay, so I think we should really just start and talk about all the crappiness in this film, <laughs> and then we'll jump into all of the amazing things in this film. How's that sound? Yeah, so people, if they want to hear the amazing things, you have to wait around a little while and wade through some of the crap. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like you have to do when you watch a movie that you enjoy <laughs> and yet is full of crap. <laughs> um, yes, there are heavy spoilers coming up, because there's no point in even just talking about a spoiler free version of this so yeah you you can't walk really past nothing. the internet without getting yeah no, there's no so. there's no point at all uh okay so let's just go back and forth i guess and just list i'll list a crappy thing you can list a <laughs> crappy thing um i know one of your crappy things so i won't talk i'm not about sure it. i'm not sure i remember my crappy thing um you've brought it up every time this character okay, how about you right, start I'll... you've brought it up every time this character right. popped on screen so i believe first of all i believe firmly this film should be called godzilla versus kong bad parenting there's <laughs> there's like child endangerment it yeah, is everywhere. absolutely that little girl was placed in danger I mean, there is no reason anyone, any of the adults in this film should be allowed to take care of that child. They have to. <laughs> All of their be, kids should be taken from them by the end of the movie. Uh, unbelievable. I, I cannot believe the level of child <laughs> endangerment throughout this film. The irresponsibility towards the safety of children. Um, I'm going to say that I really hate Millie Bobby Brown's acting in this film. I don't buy <laughs> a single word she says. She's far too serious. And. You said at the beginning of the film, you said there's no way that she's like a teenager because she's like 20 something years old. Right. And, and she, yeah, she, I just don't buy anything she does. She's far too serious, especially when paired next to the other two. No, without question. So, so yeah. So every time she's on screen, I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, we have, we have a guy in, who is, you know, a, a straight up comedic actor. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, like straight up playing the comedy, doing brilliantly. Yeah. And then Julian Dennison, who who is in Hunt for the Wilder People, which is quirky and fun. Yeah. And in Deadpool Two, for goodness sake. Yeah. They're like playing a completely different film. Yeah. You have two plucky comic reliefs next to the most. She's taking her role so seriously that when they, just... it, she her hair was loose in the beginning, and then suddenly there's a moment where it flipped, and it was like pulled back yeah. tight, yeah. like when she was 11 and she went to that the disaster episode. That oh, 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 yes. Over. And I was like, the Wait one a episode second. that can be completely taken out they of the entire race yeah. from. Uh, yeah. So so that's the that, that's I am right with you on that. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She, I did not like her at all in this movie. Um, I uh, so uh, the, I mean, there is absolutely. So I'm just going to say. And, and, and I don't, I, I have to scroll through here for just a second because I want to see where he falls. So I'm just going to say that Kyle Chandler, his character is the, 
I hated his character in the previous film. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why he's in charge of anything. Yeah. And I'm sort of hating his character. The one benefit is he's on so little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matter. You know, he's completely pointless in this film. And you said it towards the end. You're like, he must have signed on for a two movie deal. <laughs> right. And they were just like, we don't want you in this movie, but we have to have you in the movie. Right. So we'll we'll just put you in the film. And you know what they really should have done? They should have just let him out, let him off the hook, and just put Ron Livingston in there and see if anybody even noticed. Notice because the I cannot tell the two apart. They are the same people. <laughs> they are the same exact people. One does the Kong versus Godzilla movies, right? So and that's... yes, yeah. One does the Kong versus Godzilla, and the other one does Office Space right, and right, uh, there you go. other stuff. Uh, let's see other things that I hated. Um, there, that's really about it. Actually, there's, there's, I mean, there's clearly problems. Look, the there's plot clearly is a problems. train wreck, right? Oh, for sure. But I can't even talk about it because. No, let's just let's it's, just take the minute because we're going to get to good stuff and people have to hang on to all the good times. Sure, okay. Listen, Millie Bobby Brown and her camaraderie her, team, her, her one friend, her one friend, because she has to only have one friend. Yeah, and and the podcaster, right? Uh -huh. The the conspiracy theory. Like, I, here's what I said at one point, right? I was like, this is exposition through conspiracy theory. <laughs> like every time he talked, he had the right answers for things, yeah. but it was all conspiracy theory. But they they get into a facility that should be so high security even though it's been stomped they yep. just walk right in he like scans his key card and he's able he, to just have access to that, that clearance the elevator level. door just had down and up buttons yeah it yeah. just had down and up buttons to go to well, level yeah, 33 well, to get into the elevator you should be able you should have some kind of clearance card and then to be able to scan inside the elevator to go to pick a floor you should have another level but of clearance did not i can't it. get into some hotels because i can't they accidentally got in that feeding trough vehicle that for some reason you needed to send all the way across the world but in then, the hyperloop they didn't even use it no they didn't even use it well we we have to assume what happened with that was that that's where they're getting the like food they were going to use it right like and it, they it goes just into never got around to storage it. and yeah right. Or the what what, what, that, what came out of the what came out of Hangar Ten or Bay Ten when Mechagodzilla ate that thing was baby form of that thing, right? Whatever, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's definitely issues with plot. There's I, things. This I see. I don't have any issue with plot because I just turned my brain off and said there's no issue with plot in my head. I just I can't look there, at the plot. Can't I just have to have fun watching these two beasts go to town. Yeah, you know. So. There's a million issues and no issue at all if you just right. Well, I mean, you had off. some very serious concerns about the ability of any of the boats to float. Oh, there's. I don't know. I don't look. I don't know boating. I don't know any of that stuff. But the. I don't know what people think when they're like, "We're going to transport Kong to Antarctica," and there is potentially a level of danger, and Godzilla might show up and try and eat him or like blow his brains out with his face cannon like <laughs> like I, I, yeah sure i'll go on that journey sure i like and there's we'll no level amount of money there's <laughs> no amount of money that will make me get on a boat with kong next to kong like a mile in front of kong it doesn't matter i am not getting on any of those boats i'm not getting in a plane i'm gonna go home and you're not gonna pay me to do this and people are just willing there's a lot of people on these boats and oh, there's a kid sure. and i don't just don't know why what, like what I don't know. I just don't know why you choose to do this. And with the boats too, 
I don't know if there's do boats have weight capacity? Like can you put a, it's only a certain number e of everything has a weight capacity. That's what I, I feel too. Like if you put too heavy of a thing in a boat, the boat's just gonna sink. Listen, if something jumps on a thing that's on the that's water, how I feel. it's gonna go under. That thing capsized and came back, back up. up. Yeah, and it was fine. Well, and the other thing was Kong jumped from his freighter to another battleship and then leapfrogged from that battleship onto a, a uh, aircraft air carrier. carrier, right? And it, it, it he kind of surfed a minute. Like you saw the front kind of yep. tip up, but then Godzilla got on it. So there were two giant, these things have to weigh. <laughs> and they're huge. And they're right? humongous. They're like really building gigantic, size. Right. It's like putting two Empire State buildings onto right. an aircraft carrier right. and it not, it didn't even, it didn't even sink. Like no, there was no bobbing in the water. It was totally fine. So, so it's a, as a plot, there's tons of there's problems. ethical and moral issues like, <laughs> ranging across the story. And yet... I, well, okay, before we go into the good stuff, I also have to say I have serious anxiety when I watch any of these movies for all of the people who are just getting slaughtered and massacred. There are a lot of dead people. There's a lot of dead people. And the, the, the news story... Well, look, the news story after no, Apex right. was attacked said right. eight dead and dozens injured. Right. I said there's no way... Right, that first attack, there were many dead people. There is no way, only eight. If a building falls, there's more there's, than eight dead there's people. There's more than eight dead people. There's eight dead people who were in the vicinity of the building. <laughs> there's probably another couple hundred people from the building. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they really cleared those people out of the apex. All I saw was one single file line going to a bunker. Running as quickly as they could. Well, well the, actually, the line seemed like it was moving as fast as the line at Disney World. And then there is <laughs> another door that opened where the higher level personnel people were going. Right. And th those people definitely died. We saw two people die of the eight. Right. We saw, right, right. We saw two of the eight die. <laughs> That's right. And it was in a little pocket of a place. So and if he was died, using that, you know, his atomic breath, it isn't like people could dodge the foot necessarily. It was like... Right. Right. Searing, burning right. explosion. And when he right. shoots, it's not like it's like a, poof, you know, it's like a long, steady flow. Plus, it's radiation. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's it's not even like your other call. Like, it's just straight radiation shooting. I don't know how, I don't know how uh, our conspiracy theorist Bernie even survived that blast because he should just be burning from the radiation right. that happened. That's right. So there's so many things that you need well, to overlook. Well, there's that moment you, you called it out in the middle of the, of the, the piece when they're uh, oh, down yeah. in they're uh, down in, in hollow earth in hollow earth and kong uh, kong uh godzilla's shooting his face cannon again through the earth and it erupts there's in hollow earth in in kong's throne room and there's people out and they're not wearing they walk first they walk out of the they walk out of the heaves not wearing any right any protective gear whatsoever you have no idea a lot of confidence oxygen. in the you know atmosphere you have no of idea. You've just gone where we've to, never been right we've never been there no human has set foot there because There's the last no time they tried they it. just kind of like crumpled and imploded and so there, and that was the other thing too was that nobody's ever tested this and there's a lot of confidence in the math and they took going the kid into, and they took the kid again yeah they have to let the thing fly through and fly back out and then like okay can bring the little we kid bring the through. kid yeah like you'd think they would just remote pilot maybe one of these heaves into hollow right. earth before because if they can remote pilot mecha godzilla then they can remote pilot something into for, the for sure i just there's so many questions that you can bring up about this movie but yes godzilla erupts in kong's throne room and there's just people about 
Like that's straight radiation. Like a well, nuke. The whole just went place off. is radiation, and we know radiation is bad, not just from real science, yeah. but because it's in King of the Monsters, <laughs> right? Are the what may be the heart of that story goes and me- right. lets himself get melted. The that's only the good thing about that away. movie is Ken Watanabe getting melted in Godzilla's like home. Well, right? it's not good. It's I mean, it's a great moment. No, it's but the only good thing about that movie. We don't want him to die. No, well, it's the only it's the only emotionally. Yes, it's the only emotional movie. beat we get in that film. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, yeah. So everyone else who dies in that movie, it just is doesn't like, matter. Who cares? It yeah, just Ron goes. Livingston should have been killed in that movie. He shouldn't have made it to this film. That is the absolute truth. Yeah, absolute truth. So those are all the bad things. Turn and we your... could go on and on, but it doesn't matter it because doesn't matter. Um, it's a ton of fun to watch. You just have to turn your brain off and just have a good time. Um, they, I think that one of the things they did really well is. Very early on, we est- we establish uh, Kong as a humanoid style figure, as, as having personality and personhood. And I'm oh, sorry, buddy. My dog really wants to get. And, and he does not. He's not happy that my microphone cable is blocking this path. Uh, yeah, I mean, they establish him as our protagonist very early. Mm. This is Godzilla has very little to do through much of this film of yeah. any significance. They let Kong be the lead. And they match him with that little girl, and the woman who played—I don't know—what's uh, it? Um, Eileen uh, Andrews. Rebecca Hall, I think, is who it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, she, she she does a very nice job of of the parenting role, and mm-hmm. there is something about the that relationship that's interesting. Yeah. And the deafness after us, you know, just talking about Sound of Metal, so interesting. Yeah. Um, that this this deaf girl and apparently that actress's family is a deaf family. She's not deaf, but she's from a deaf family. So okay. she might actually sort of have real experience there. And they they humanize all that, right? Or they personize it. Right. And so we can watch the movie because we actually sort of we care enough about Godzilla, yeah, or, or Kong rather, and we already have like Godzilla's King of the Monsters. We can work our way through it, right? Right, yeah. They made us empathize with the giant monkey, the thing that's the closest being to a human, yeah. You know, a giant human, and uh, I, you know, I really liked Kong Skull Island, so I was already very invested in yep. Kong. I don't, I don't really feel all that much for Godzilla. Right, you know, I I do. You do, but you've, King of the but Monsters, you've watched a lot of Godzilla. Yeah, King of the Monsters smacked me around too much. Yeah, but yeah, I do. I've watched a lot of Godzilla. I felt I felt very personally connected to Kong after Kong Skull Island, and you feel you definitely feel it in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like you are you are concerned for his life. Yeah. throughout this film. Uh, well, and it yeah it, it follows every pattern of sort of the classic. Um, monster with a friendly child story it's it's you know there's et right there was yeah, the et finger moment. touch yeah um, it's it's uh, jungle book right? right where baloo is dead and he's not dead right you know it's it it uses this trope after trope after trope but they're all tropes that you can enjoy if you just turn off your brain not try yeah. and work yeah, everything it and is predictable everything is predictable right everything, everything is, predictable. is predictable i said at one point Oh, Mecha Godzilla's. Uh, they mentioned he's AI, so he's going to he's going to kick out. He's going to boot the the operator. And, and sure enough, yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna take over. Uh, so everything is predictable, but it all works the way it's supposed to work. Like, do right. you know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's supposed to do what it's supposed to do. Um, this movie, like twenty years ago, if the CG was still as good as it was, and this was like a fresh movie, like would have killed. Like, yeah, would just be like the best thing ever. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because the tropes are not as I guess the tropes go back even further than that, but but we we would have bought we still buy them today, so they work. It's just we've seen too much now mm -hmm. of the giant monster human being in whatever form, yeah. whether it's Iron Giant or whatever. Like there's mm -hmm. so many of this story. The over monster and over in the house, the, the, uh, right? Is is I mean Jaws even is right. a different version of the monster in the house, but that's like the true monster in the house version. But this is this is different. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we get it again. You just turn your brain off and just have fun watching the movie. So the things I the things I loved, like there's things I really loved. I think that the uh, look, you were very excited about Hollow Earth. I loved. I I have to tell you, I was completely surprised by that. I have I have kept my head out of knowing anything about this, uh -huh. and the Hollow Earth stuff. Well, first of all, there's people who really believe in Hollow Earth right now, sure, yeah, and yeah. it's super nutty stuff. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I did a a theater piece around <laughs> that at at some point. And is it more uh, or less nutty than Flat Earth? Oh, it's much more nutty. Okay. Um, it's very, very strange. But <laughs> look, some people think the Earth is flat. Well, not monsters coming. No, they like, just believe that there's a hollow space inside. And there's the people Earth. who come up like it would, it's a long story. I'm not going to get into hollow Earth theory, but <laughs> um, th you know, there that that was a really interesting journey, and it matches some. Like again, it goes back into like monster movie lore. So mm -hmm. not that there's a hollow earth, but that there's an island where the monsters live that's separate from our world, right. and it's special and interesting. And I love the use of gravity; that that was fun. And the you know that that is Kong's real place. He was the king there. Right? Maybe that's where he's from, and Godzilla's from Upper Earth, whatever mm -hmm. you know, whatever there is. Yeah. Um. The, and that axe thing was a great. Oh, the axe was amazing. I mean, just an amazing, cool idea. Yeah. And of course, you know what's going to happen. Like, from the moment he throws the spear in the beginning, yeah. we're like, okay, he knows how to use tools. Right. Then he gets an axe. Right. Like, oh, he's going to know. Then we learn the axe is charged by the... The radiation. Blue radiation. Like, yeah. to make it clear. Like, like not it's to... Godzilla's radiation that is going to charge this thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. So... Um, and the fights were a ton of fun. I'm still stressed out by the amount of death in Hong Kong. I, it was Hong Kong is not a happy city, and it, like part of the reason that is because the Hong Kong audience is large. You'd figure you wouldn't murder everyone in Everybody. the audience you're trying to get to come see the film. <laughs> but it's exciting to watch your city get. I destroyed. guess it is exciting to watch your city. Imagine get Philadelphia getting trampled by a. Well, Godzilla will never come here. Let's face it, but it'd be hard. He had to. Come he'd have up to the swim river, up the river. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he'd fit in the Schuylkill. You can't hear what my wife's saying. She's sitting next to me, but she's <laughs> not talking into the microphone. Do you want to say something? What did you think? Tell me some things that you liked. I'm not ready for that. Okay. All right. We'll okay. Come well, back she'll, here. I can't. You can't catch. I just have to comment. Okay. Well, you need to come very close to my face when you comment. I just sit right here. That's better. That's, better. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, there's a moment. Just a, there's one Easter egg. There's a lot of Easter egg moments, but there's one that I like in particular that I actually mm -hmm. posted on our Instagram because I knew it was going to happen. Did you? And I wanted to see it. I saw you post I, the I, pictures. Uh, and we'll see if you guys can see it. We'll do the most ridiculous podcast thing. Let you look up the images I posted and see if you can find the Easter egg I planted. It is, in fact, correct. It is, yeah. The, the tree is. branch in the he, face. The tree branch in the mouth. The, that, that is a, a great, it's a classic Godzilla moment, like big deal Godzilla moment. And... They they reproduce that with some panache, right? Yeah, except instead of the tree branch, it was a bone from that was the handle of the axe. Right. Yeah, that you just shoved right in there. Um, 
Yes, I I loved the battles. I loved the uh I loved Kong fighting with the axe. I loved the the weight of the like the slamming into yeah. what, like there was you could feel it. I wish I was in a theater. Oh, I watching think, this with I, nobody else. Like, I right. don't want anyone else there. Like, I don't want an audience there because of our experience last time. Right. The audience was so bad at the last one. The so audience misbehavior. was terrible. If you want to hear us rant about the audience uh, at the last experience we had with Godzilla, go listen to our Godzilla King of the Monsters podcast. The first, I think we talked about it up front. We did. It was the worst experience I've ever we had. We knew that, that we knew we didn't like the movie all that much. Yeah. Or were disappointed at least. Uh, and those folks burned us really badly yeah like we could have gone this week to see this in a theater and we deliberately made a choice not to yeah. because of how bad the audience was when we saw it how how much they misbehaved that's yeah. what i want to say how, and, how and I'm not, yeah i'm just not sure why they misbehaved the way they did but they were just terrible so was not ready for that again but yes i loved the i love the fights whether it's a boat fight or the hong kong fight yeah, or heck, a Hollow Earth fight. There's some Hollow Earth. Yeah, the, the actually the segments. Hollow Earth fight with those two dragon like, creatures yeah. was fantastic fight. Yeah, and you get really nice blood and a good joke. What green blood, I guess, but green whatever. Blood. Um, it's like really good battle. There, it's, so fun. It's great. Yeah, I mean, and that's what you're here for, right? This is like uh, an amusement park. There's a moment. There is a ride. It feels th- like it an does. amusement park ride. Is that what you were just going to say? I was just going to say. Yeah. It. You whatever whoever owns the rights to make the yeah. uh, Star Tours version of this. Yes, there needs is, to be a Godzilla is, vs. Kong's uh, heave tour. Right, all, yeah. of the, right, all of that close-up stuff going uh-huh. in his mouth, and you could just be a Hollow Earth adventure. It's a Hollow Earth adventure. And you know someone's... Can like, we, we are tra- If you somewhere. steal this idea, you owe us royalties. That's exactly right. Okay? We have now said it. It's, it is copyrighted. We are recording this. There's you metadata get on your in heave. this audio file. And yeah, you get in your heave. You had to put a suit on though, so you can't do this during the pandemic. You got to get in. It's a full experience. It's like it's like um, Mission Space in Epcot or something, where you right. feel the G's. You yeah. got to feel like you were flipped over when you were going into Hollow Earth. Uh, yeah, that that was. I mean, you know, that's one of those moments. That was another one of them. I'm sorry to go back. Go bad <laughs> thing. But the the um the daughter of the Apex leader, the guy, the woman the one of, who's too pretty to be on in movies. really really pretty. Yeah, yeah. She they fly through. The they're about to fly through the the gravity flip right uh-huh. and and <laughs> yeah uh-huh. uh, our our hero uh, saw, Nathan, Nathan, uh Nathan Lind right yeah yeah Lind says oh we're gonna do this thing and she's like what and I'm thinking you're, you're both the boss and there must have been a meeting yeah your dad is the boss and you have no idea what is happening you, you what are you doing and he hands her a like a puke bag right? a puke bag right yeah. Just in case. Just in case you don't get crushed. In case you don't by get this. crushed and you just puke. <laughs> Best case scenario, you'll puke. The, the other moment I want to just stress. And nobody's wearing helmets in no, in no. this heave. Like, do you know when they shoot astronauts into space that they are in helmets? They are in full helmets. Nobody is in helmets. No. Well, these guys were in suits, but but they weren't wearing any protective helmets. That little gear. girl was just in a coat. And she was lucky she got the coat in Antarctica. You're right. That was not even an Antarctica safe coat she was wearing. No, it was that was like a little windbreaker. Right. Kong is walking around and literally his unwet <laughs> fur is turning to ice. ice yeah. And she's out in like a little parka. Yeah. No, and she's not shivering. Not at all. She's fine. That's how you know it was shot in a studio on green screen. Yeah. So yeah. so there's a moment when it's like the it is the most tropey uh flying moment 
there's like a pile of things I want to talk about. When, when that heave drops down, like uh-huh. it's crashing, and then it comes flying right. Oh over yeah, the yeah, camera. yeah. It drops. It drops beneath the tree line, right. and then <laughs> so it flies. Yeah, there's it, that beat where is it going to blow up? Of course not. not These do, yeah. it, if it blew up, it would, we would have seen it. It would have been better if it blew up. I know, exactly. It would have been hilarious if it blew up. But no, it flew back out and yeah. it's safe in town. I loved when Kong, when he grabbed... Let's, let's walk through this. Let's walk through the <laughs> Hollow Earth thing. So Kong's in the throne room in Hollow Earth, sitting in the throne room like he's the boss, right? Yeah. And there's those whatever, like... Uh, there's like bat things. Bat creatures that are bats. Are, I don't know. They might be They might be like, like babies vultures. to the things like, that he fought earlier. Babies, something, whatever they were. Bat rats. They're there and... Yeah, and Kong he wakes Kong he wakes Godzilla up. Kong wakes Godzilla up by sticking the right. He sticks the axe in the key spot. Yeah, and we see the Godzilla symbol sort of form this like arc right. around it. And you said everyone should die from radiation, and then Which they should have. then Godzilla looks down and he uses his atomic breath to oh, burn a hole. He's in the middle of Hong Kong too, and he burns a hole through the earth. Yeah. He creates his own tunnel to ho- to to the throne room, and then they talk to each other and then they, through the tunnel. That's so, correct. Like whisper down the lane. Right, like they have t- tin can tin at each can. end, and they're just doing a and, telephone, and they're yeah. talking. When when he burned through the earth, I, I'm like, this is that's a lo- that's so dangerous. Uh huh. Like there's got to be implications for the earth, not just for Hong Kong in that moment. Should've, it should have broken apart. Like. Like there should have been earthquakes for him. Like there's and a hole. He burned there's a now hole, hole in the earth. earth. Yeah. There's a hole now in the earth. Yeah. A deep hole. No one's filling that. You can't fill that hole no. with concrete. No, because it just goes to Kong's throne room. Yeah, like they would have to patch the bottom up and let it set. I don't know. And then the weight would break it through. I don't know. I don't know how it That's works. That's a permanent sinkhole though. That is a permanent. Oh, Hong Kong is now in a sinkhole. A permanent yeah. sinkhole in Hong Kong. Um, so so there's there's that moment, right? And And then... The uh, the daughter of the apex leader, whatever her name is, I forget. I the names just yeah, get lost. Yeah, no, okay, I'll find her name. Yeah, Maya. Maya. Yeah. She's she tries to fly away, right? She's yes. going to escape, and yeah. Kong grabs the ship. Yeah. And we all knew this was going to happen eventually. I think I said this like you two did. minutes before it happened. You know, Kong grabs the ship, and we get a great moment where his pupil dilates because he's bringing the ship up to the to his eye. To try and look inside and make sure the little girl's not in there. And she's not. And, and she's not. Feet, you're like, oh, now we good. And, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, nah. <sighs> and like then what can. does he do? Like, he just finished a soda. Oh, and then he wipes his hands off on his legs. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like the dust. <laughs> oh, man. Those, and that's what makes this kind of movie fun to watch is that it's all the little touches of silliness. Like, this like, isn't reality. Oh, no, no, no. You can't use a heave as a defibrillator. No, no, you can't. Like, that is an amazing. No, but you can use it to light up Vegas. Well, it has enough power and energy to light up Vegas, apparently. And so that, and apparently the doctorliness of. Yeah. No. They know exactly how no much charge. There's no real gorilla doctors here, right? No, no, no. no. Yeah. May, maybe one, but no. And they know how much charge. They need, they need lo- a Las Vegas sized charge right. to shoot up his heart, you know? And they do. And he comes back quickly. And, and he's feeling good. He has a clan. He is. He's feeling very good. No, no, not right away. First, First, he gets up and his, sh- his shoulder's dislocated. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, my gosh. He pops his shoulder. He resets it by slamming it into a building, killing yet again another 200 people. No, four. Four people. Only, you're right. Sorry. Only really so four. we need to figure out an equation. So if you think there's 200 people that have died, you have to multiply that by a percentage. So I'll watch this again at some point because Lisa didn't watch this with me. And I'll do some math in an opening sequence. I'll determine how many people died. Okay. Yeah. Then 
divide that by eight, and that's the ratio. We have at least with. eight. At least eight. Uh, divided by no, divide, eight. And eight times is the final two. number, right? Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, we take eight out of the other, and that gets a ratio. Okay, there you go. If you're a mathematician, please right, watch this film and do the math for us. We really need to know. We have to know. We have to know. This is, uh, there's, there's a lot of murder happening, and there's a lot of forgiveness for that murder. Yeah. So, the, the, um, this movie does some things that the first Godzilla movie did real well, and I think that. Um, Kong Skull Island did well that did not work at all in King of the Monsters mm -hmm. and that is we didn't when we watched the monster fights we didn't have to watch every single bit we watched it's almost like highlights mm -hmm. and then we get lots of close-up work mm -hmm. and that the human beings are are um, very present in the story as uh, with agency there was uh -huh. like they had like no agency in King of the Monsters, so yeah. they were just background to get stomped on. Here, yeah. we they're definitely doing things, even if they're inconsequential. I mean, even if someone literally stops the monster by pouring liquor, liquid, yeah, yeah, yeah. On In, it. into the computer. That is such a risky move because all you risk is just shutting down the computer, not yeah. shutting down the satellite. Right. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Like he dumps the liquor into the into the well, he the is the vent fan. There thing. is he has no business making decisions. Yeah, he is not. I mean. He is just her only friend. He's just some kid. Yep. That had a car. That had a van. That had a van. And it might have been his brother's van. It was his brother's it, van. It was. Yeah. And, and he's not getting that van back. No, that, that no. van is long gone. Well, the van is parked. Where is that in van? In Florida, parked? probably. It's in Pensacola at the wait, Apex wait. facility. So while we're watching this movie, right? We say it's Pensacola, Florida. And you know, Florida's Florida. On my phone. A weather announcement pops up and says that there's a radioactive pond in Florida that's like causing destruction. A pond? Some body of water. Can we expect a giant frog? I thought it was hilarious that while we're watching this, I'm reading about radioactive Ooh. frogs. Florida, Florida water. Ooh. Florida's a bad place, man. Uh, that. Went into Florida. I'm just when when that ride happens, we're gonna have to take it. It it felt so everything here felt like like that's the perfect example this is just a this needs to be a ride and it, it is really just a does. ride like that's what you're doing yeah and it's why king of the monsters didn't work because uh -huh. it didn't know it was supposed to be fun it made everything uh -huh. the, the stakes were artificially so it's the millie bobby it's too serious it's a millie right. bobby brown of the of, of, of the, the film of the four films yeah. yeah exactly and the first film is that adventurous heroic spirit and mm -hmm. like we can enjoy it and the second film for all for kong skull island for all of the bad behavior some of the people have yeah it knows where its heart is yeah and here we definitely it, this also reminds me of mighty joe young yes like did uh -huh. not yes, because the kid and the monkey yeah, the kid, yeah, the, the, monkey. Kid, the monkey. It's, it's, it's very mighty Joe Young. Yeah. It, it is. And then, you know, in the end, he's in the real preserve he should yeah. be in, not the fake yeah. preserve he's mm -hmm. in at the beginning or in the middle, I guess. Um, yeah. No, you're right. That's a great movie. You're right. That is actually a pretty entertaining that's movie. That's good. No, that that's a perfect example. That's exactly what this feels like. And yeah, I mean, King of the Monsters just, just crapped itself that and, movie and seriousness is the killer right you, mm -hmm. this is not a place for that seriousness and they thought i think that because the first godzilla was quote unquote serious mm -hmm. th that that's where the way to go right and they were, sucked the fun out of it and they sucked all the fun out of it yeah um there's we, we want to watch godzilla beat the crap out yeah. of something and we want to watch these beings behave 
with a like yeah human moral code in some way like we want to impose that this is the same it's you know what okay so i want to see michael bay direct a godzilla film because <laughs> it follows the same structure that michael bay does in every single one of his movies whether that the people are uh they they hold weight in what is happening or if they're just completely inconsequential and they can just sit back and and kind of be these bystanders like you watch the first transformers movie or the second transformers movie or the third transformers movie i'm sure and there there is no controlling those robots like shia labeouf you you just let him do whatever he's supposed to do right and he's kind of just a witness he's our way in to watching these transformers do whatever they have to do and it's the same thing with our characters in this movie is they're just our way into seeing the fight from different angles right one right. is from the mecha godzilla apex facility mm -hmm. and the other is from the heave and on street level with the the kid and right. uh and kong. The, and kong and like really these things you like when you make a godzilla movie from now on i feel like everybody just needs to put themselves in the perspective of okay if michael bay were directing a theme park ride what would this look like right and it would be ridiculous and fun and the most visual like impactful experience well the, and the one thing i'll say that that if bay directed this it would be impossible to see what's going on that's true and yeah. i love the fact that and it's something they done in the other all the other films is they take giant Fence. establishing shots yeah Big i love scale. when yeah. we're really far out mm. that, and there's that moment from it's in the trailer too where kong jumps and is you know bringing mm -hmm. the axe down that we find out is actually not the best idea in the end because it blows them both apart but yeah it looks like this great fight when we see those big wide shots even if it's on the aircraft carrier and they're slugging it out that's what makes these films distinctive from what bay does because right. bay is all Bay's about all confusing your and, eyes and tricking everything and you can't yeah. and there's too much happening and in a way they're also what honors those original godzilla films because mm -hmm. in those original films we watched those battles from a distance because it was two guys in suits right in a, they, a miniature set right? in a miniature set and yeah. here we get there they do that that sort of fast zoom out fast zoom in there's a moment steph you said something and when you said it they focused on it i don't remember what it oh, was crud. oh you, you you okay so we're maybe like 45 seconds maybe a minute and a half into this somewhere in there into the godzilla vs kong I fight harry potter no, no. You, this is what it was. Was you said, "Oh my gosh, man, get your axe!" And then all of a oh. sudden, oh, oh. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, they they shifted the gaze. The camera like panned oh, right. Oh. It's like he was like, do 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 do, zoned in on it. it right, his eye. It was like we were in his POV suddenly. Yeah. yeah. He looked around and oh, that's what I'll use. No, I need my axe. I heard Stephanie. Yeah. I, I'm I'm connected <laughs> intellectually with Stephanie too. And that is just honestly good pacing as far as no. fights go because they knew the audience would react at this moment no, at for this sure. timing of get the axe we all know that he has this axe and he needs to get it and uh they knew the timing I, this movie's like it there's not there's no surprises here right mm -hmm. except maybe the hollow earth existed but even then there's no surprises it's all about audience satisfaction mm -hmm. so you so everything is i think you're exactly right paced so that we're just a little bit ahead yeah of what's going on yeah and as a result we so we say yeah. oh defibrillator yeah there's a satisfaction that happens when you say you need to get the axe and then within seconds of you saying that the camera focuses on the axe and you know the and you know the character 
is in tune with you. Right. You know, there's a connectedness to that. Yeah, and 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 it also means you get satisfaction mm-hmm. because the story is flowing. Yeah, in and the you way, feel like you have input into the film. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they're meeting your beliefs or your needs, which are created by years and years of right. cinematic right. manipulation. Right? right. Like so, you you know what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, this happens in Star Wars. It happens in. Uh, the Avengers, whatever. Like mm-hmm. we know, Cap. Uh, sorry, spoilers for Avengers Endgame. We know Cap's going to. If they get, haven't seen Endgame by now, they're it's, it's going to get that hammer. Right. We know he's going to before he disappears from the story. Say Avengers Assemble. Right. So when we get that, that level of satisfaction is so high. Yeah. And that's what this movie does. Yeah. That never happened in King of the Monsters. No, no, no. But did happen, and in the credits to this stephanie was concerned about not having seen which you do not seen godzilla right Oh, i had not seen godzilla or the monsters one. the king of the monsters yeah. and in the opening credits we see all the things that we were satisfied yeah, with i was caught up yep oh the credits were just a big exposition dump like yeah. in case you missed it right. previously, on previously on in case you Wanda didn't have any of the you're if you're watching this on hbo and you have access currently to the previous three films right now and you have not watched them before this film we're just going to fill you in. Yeah, exactly. And if you do have access and you still want to watch them, watch Godzilla, watch Kong Skull Island, just completely skip over King of the Monsters. Just, I don't think it's necessary at all I to watch tr- this movie. I, it, the only reason that movie is important in the arc is that it explains the apex predator conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And it explains yeah. where that skull came from. Right. But... Uh, yeah. That's but, true. Yeah. But those things are. But they, they, but they explain it in no, they the do. opening <laughs> credits, and they explain it when you walk into the. They uh, they're like, oh, that's the three-headed monster, and they were telepathic. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh it's Ghidorah, and right? that's the telepathic three-headed monster, and yeah, Godzilla and then, killed and him right, a couple and years ago. She says, King Ghidorah, monster. They say Monster Zero, King Ghidorah. Like they yeah. give us everything. Yeah. Right. There's nothing. You, you don't have to watch a single movie before walk, walking into the theater to see this because you've seen the bracket. You know no, the, the top. That's two, actually true, right? You know. The, they did yeah. put <laughs> there's a there's a bracket at the beginning of this movie and it's Godzilla versus every other monster and then Kong versus the same monster that keeps popping up on his island. Right. He he must do really well with monsters we haven't seen in other films that were never yeah. made or something. Like yeah. there's a, whatever it may yeah. be. Yeah. So uh yeah. And we I mean we know by the end of the film that Godzilla I think will kick Kong's butt. Yeah. Pretty much nine out of ten times. Right. Does that feel like how it's going to be? Like whether it's on land or in sea, like Godzilla feels like it's going to win. There's going to be more legendary films. Um, What did you ask? We good. Uh, I asked if there are going to be more. Uh, I think this is going to make some money. I I think people are going to watch this more than once. They did choose peace between the two of them. So now it's about, well, Well, I think Kong Kong is comfortable now in Hollow Earth. And, and separate and from separate the from big world. Godzilla. Godzilla is continuing to live on the outside Earth. Right. He's above because his above job Earth. is to Earth. keep. He's he's his job is to keep okay, balance. So so you're on Earth and in Earth, right? So Kong's in Earth and Godzilla's on Earth. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he's kind of chilling up top on the surface. And, and I mean, Mothra didn't show up at all in this film. Like they don't need to show up in every movie. Right. So did Mothra ne- show up in King of the Monsters? Yeah, Mothra is actually one of our heroes in King of the Monsters. <laughs> You're right. I see. I've completely and, forgotten. And I got to be honest. On the, that movie up until Mothra, up until Monster Zero appears, 
that movie wasn't horrible. But once Monster Zero appeared, what begins to happen in the film just doesn't make any sense, and, and yeah. so it, it falls apart because it gets so serious. But um, the, the, you know, there are other monsters we can see. I said to you in Hollow Earth, like there was there was Easter egg monster down there, mm -hmm. like, like the corner. So yeah, he popped up and sort of rolled around, and I think bit something, and then moved on. Yeah, the, there's a lot of story they could continue to tell, and they they'll if this makes money, they'll do it right. right. Um, they have the special effects capacity. The actors can oh, do the job. Oh, it looks amazing. But if they do this, they'll be in great shape. Yeah. Uh, like if, if they do this style of yeah, if they movie, if they move this way and they understand what they're doing, yeah, they'll they'll have a, a good time. I mean, they must. The execs know, and I think I think the filmmakers know that King of the Monsters was just a giant flop, and they've they've dissected the crap out of it and said we cannot do this again. There's something wrong. And they sh they shot everything at that film, and that's one of the great traumas of it is. Mm -hmm. That there was, they brought everybody out of the woodwork. Right. And as a result, we don't have monsters to discover in future films. Mm -hmm. You know, the all, the original Godzilla series. Before we get to like destroy all monsters when everyone's showing up, mm -hmm. it's like monster of the of the movie, monster of the movie, monster of the movie. Then two monsters and whatever. Yeah, Th this goes in a direction that 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 movie went in a direction that really did some damage to where the arc of the story could go. Yeah. And this has brought us back to a place where we understand exactly what we're in for. And the fighting like yeah. There I just keep thinking back to things I liked when I watched them fight. The the end of Mechagodzilla mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh yeah, I like I like I said again, like everything about this is predictable and you knew that Kong was going to show up and save Godzilla and defeat I I didn't know how they were going to defeat Mechagodzilla but the way that he did it and like I like that Kong did it cuz it wouldn't have made sense for Godzilla to do it no. because it's the same it's if that were if that were to happen like Kong is clearly our protagonist throughout the film right, right? if Godzilla were to have defeated Mechagodzilla then there wouldn't have been any satisfaction in the end of the film it mm -hmm. would have been the same issue that a movie like The Dark Knight Rises suffers with exactly. where Catwoman defeats bane instead of right uh batman and we needed our protagonist yeah yeah oh yeah that happened uh we need our protagonist to defeat the main villain and make the right choice and have this redemption and mm -hmm. kind of serve his purpose um and he gets a home at the end so that's really great yeah yeah with the kid the kid i don't know how those humans are living in hollow and Earth. who is teaching her like who is her tutor that exact same thing at the end of the movie when he, they're like okay he's coming for his afternoon walk and she like goes up and i was like what? is she learning does she know like her abcs and like her numbers and crap well I, the other thing is too is it said that she was from the no, from skull island right. so she's adopted right she, she's adopted so is she one of the indigenous people from skull island she is one of the indigenous skull island people and it sounds who were like, all killed who were all they, killed in the storm right they the blast, storm overtook the island and they blast past that so, so fast so fast it's a lot of dead people more than eight there's way, way more than eight they didn't even get a cnn nope nope that's because they don't know they exist <laughs> that's, that's true <laughs> they have no idea that yeah they have no idea that they exist um, they were nice people too. They were very nice. Island. It's very sad. I'm sure John C. Riley's character is mourning all the, although he's probably dead by this. I point would think too. he's dead because that's yeah. That was 1970 something. Yeah. So I oof. well, Tom Hiddleston's character is probably dead, and so is um. Uh, they may be in their 70s, right? Yeah. No. If, they, if they've no, they'd be old. 50 years. Yeah, they'd be in their 70s or 80s. Yeah. 
They'd be yeah. that would have been a great that would have been a, a great moment if Hiddleston had shown up. Yeah. And been like Dark Kong Skull Island, <laughs> you know, some kind of Hiddleston, because he could pull that off. He Even if it was just him, it. like watching TV of watching the news story, right? You know, anything like that would have been cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like any any you know bit like that. Not Brie Larson. She, no, we don't. She's not going to do it. Yeah, we but, don't want her to come back. That's fine. Uh, yeah, Steph does not like Brie Larson very much. At all. It's not even very. Much. She said at all. How much do you like her? My head. None. <laughs> so look we should wrap up because um this movie we could talk about for a very long time yeah it's, it's just a fun, fun ride yeah I, so let's just in in our wrapping up let's just one more time go through what what we think and what we hope for in the future let's say that okay you want to start no you go first okay i'm not really sure where to go but i'm going to say that uh to wrap up um ron livingston serves no purpose in this movie <laughs> uh millie Bobby brown is not a good actress right now at least in this film and i am a big fan of kong and hope that i get more kong movies that's really what i want to see going forward i want more kong movies i like godzilla fine but i really like king kong uh, so i i agree with you completely i think that kong is definitely going to support the franchise mm -hmm. uh, and that you know the hum the human or personhood that he has makes such a difference yeah um this is tons of fun I read a couple of reviews as I was go moving between movie to podcast. Mm -hmm. And there are people who are saying like, how can this be a movie that gets a seven out of 10? What has happened to the movie industry? Like this is, and my, my wait, wait, as in is, they, as in it deserves more or less? No, less. It deserves oh. less. And my feeling is like, we need to know what we're rating and yeah. what we're watching. Yeah. And Flash Gordon is a piece of crap. <laughs> and yet it's a ton of fun to watch if you yeah. were living in 1940, right? right? Like, the the idea is the movies there can movies can be fun and not valuable to our society yeah and that's what this that's where this sits for me where where would you rate it out of ten so I would put like the the problem is you have to answer that question I'd put this at an eight out of ten yeah like, I'm almost right there with you I'm like a seven and a half eight out of ten yeah as well. like without question and, but that doesn't mean that I would put it next to uh, Minari. Um, at a which i think is a 10 out of 10 right. it suddenly feels like i'm placing this in the same realm as that movie or as like sound the meta which i would probably sure. give like an eight and a half or nine out of ten yeah and but it isn't it isn't mm -hmm. the same thing because th we're talking about genre and genre means we're rating it in relationship to our experience of watching it mm -hmm. and the movie in relationship to other movies like it yeah yeah, and it's a ball. I'd watch. It's this. a new rating scale. Every time you talk about a genre yeah, film, absolutely. it's a new rating scale. Like I would put, you know, even if you talk about something like Ghost Protocol, that movie to me is like a nine out of ten. Absolutely, that movie is so good. Mm -hmm. So is Fallout. Fallout is amazing. Like nine good out of ten, films. and like, but no, it is definitely not on the same level as. Uh, but uh, like the God, farewell, I can name a million movies. Like yeah, place or the farewell Parasite, against even it. Parasite. Like, like you can't I don't I don't put that on the same level because it's a completely different movie. And and the, the the idea is different. And so when I think about like the great novels, I think about Shakespeare's plays. The Shakespeare's plays are completely different than mm -hmm. like the books The Expanse. But The Expanse are great books. Right. And so you we don't need to have a rating system that's universalized. And so we're responding. So if you want to go have a good time and you're not going to sit and hack away at all the bad things and just say those bad things exist because yeah. it's because they're not, they can't take, look, there are, we have no idea how they chain Kong down. Nope. 
No idea. I don't know. I need to know how much of the sedative they need to give him. How much? How did they get the sedative in him? Well, I don't know. Do you think it's like blow darts or like? Not blow, so, blow cannons. What blow what? He's if huge. he's sedated, right? I don't think he was sedated at all. Well, I guess they were because they said do it slow. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I think the girl is the reason he's on that boat. That would you think that she got him onto the boat, like let him up there? Maybe. But I think when he wakes up from the sedative or wherever, if it were a normal monkey who was super pissed, he would have ripped those chains off. But he was like, do to do. I'm just going to sit here and play and we're going to touch fingers and like it's going to be great. Well, we saw him rip his neck chain off, which means that he could have done that the entire and, time. And he ripped the metal. It Like yeah. that thing threw it in pieces. Yeah. Absolutely. It shattered. Yeah, when he was struggling with the, the chains, I'm like, that doesn't feel realistic. No, but they needed to give Lind the hero moment to swim and press the lock, unlock button. So uh -huh. we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But, but though, let's think about this. So I have moved heavy chains for the theater. Right. Like I have carried with what, six men, yeah. chains that go around tires we used yeah. in a production of The Life of John Henry. They're really heavy. They're heavy chains. How did they get those shackles on him? Yeah. And the boat didn't sink. And the boat Back didn't to sink. the boat. It's not only a giant, it's not just Kong, it's giant chains as well. But there's look, a lot of heavy, there's a lot of heavy materials on this Those boat. chains were hooked to the boat so that means they had to have been put on when he was, they had to get him on the boat. Yeah. And then somehow they get him in a net and they fly him. Like, and they just skip that stuff. Like the oh movie my gosh, just says. You're, you're totally right. Like they have to get him in the net, which means to get him in the net, he's already passed out. They have to lift him. Like roll him over. Yeah. Like on the Unless. sea. <laughs> on the sea. No, Unless. you're absolutely right. On, like from one aircraft carrier to another. you think they dumped him into the ocean that was, there was already a net in the ocean? Maybe they dumped him. Maybe they, I don't know. I don't know. Or the girl was like, look, we got to do something. <laughs> signing away. Telling him what was happening. What is Kong's extent to uh, ASL? Like, do you think he, he has really a big vocabulary? It seems like No, it. because he should have no idea what the word home, there is no frame of reference for the word home or family. He doesn't use... He, he, he doesn't just use American Sign Language at all in, in Skull Island. Right? I don't know. No, not at all. But I don't know how it, she could how could have ever explained family to him. Her whole family's dead. She, <laughs> he, his family is dead. Uh, yeah. That word Family exist. doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. They, so, but fa family. Family. Womp, family. Womp, womp, womp. family. Done. I don't know. Family. But, Steph, even if, that's, even if she talked him into it. I'm, I mean, I should call Tina and ask how they do a bed change for like someone who's you, unconscious. You think like, they flip you go, him? Whoop! You lift him. Well, they didn't lift. You Kong. Did. Have you lifted Kong? Uh, oh, I have. He's heavy, I think. You think? I like think. Like that whole the the Maybe from Skull Island from what, what's that? Maybe he's hollow. He's <laughs> from Skull Island to Antarctica. Yeah. Wait, I have it's, another problem. So there's this big rainstorm when Godzilla and Kong. They say we're 45 minutes from the Antarctica drop point or whatever. It, that rain should be a blizzard. It should not have been that warm that it was raining. It was certainly raining. And they were 45 minutes from Antarctica. If, you know how if, cold it is if you're a meteorologist, can you confirm or deny for us if it ever snows near or around Antarctica? No, no if it ever rains. Oh, that's what I said, right? You said snow. I said snow. It if it rains, if it rains near or around Antarctica, if it can rain. Because I feel like it only has to be below freezing, so it can only snow, right? It's cold there. It's, yeah. it's colder than below freezing. Well, yeah, but they weren't in Antarctica. Well, that was that yet. moment, too. When, when they get 
it may have been longer, maybe 48 hours, but still. They said 40, they did say 45, I think. So the idea is this. They were under when, an hour. When they take Kong, we're going to never get this podcast done. We're sorry, people. They take Kong to Antarctica. And then when they get there, they're like, you got to go down the hole. And he's like, I don't want to go down the hole. And then <laughs> and they say, well, you got to naturally die because it's freezing. Yeah. And we're like, well, what, what, what kind of plan was this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to bring him to a place or we're going to let him freeze to At death. least lure him with some food or something. Give him a treat to I go down the hole. Well, they sort of lie. Yeah. Because that's one of the things. Like, like he's like, he's like, no, tell them this. And then he says, they say, maybe, <laughs> like maybe, maybe your family. family's down there. Because morally, we have to be the heroic figure. We can't lie to you. Yeah. Or you're going to hate us for the rest of the movie. <laughs> right. Which we can't. Yeah, we can't do. Because you don't have any, this movie is not about anything but clearly knowing who the heroes are villains you said at the beginning up oh, there's our villain yeah like oh yeah the guy came on screen we had this uh stock footage uh like infomercial not infomercial it's like a stock footage like ad for right. apex and oh, yeah. our villain shows up at the end of that i was like this is clearly the bad guy of the film like clearly which, yeah. but it's again, it's the movie just knowing like what you're going to think when it, you see it. Like they want us to, to know who the bad guy right. is this whole film. Yeah. This isn't a movie where there's any surprises. No. All we're doing is, is traveling the amusement yep. park ride. That's it's amusement park. You know exactly when you're walking into an amusement park ride, what is going to be fun and what is going to be scary and what is still going to scare you even when you know yep. it's scary, yep. right? The drop in Tower of Terror comes and you know what's coming oh, and it's going to be fun. It's fun and scary all at the same time. You know what's coming. Yep. You know what's coming. So when people yeah. go on star tours a billion times, right? Cause it's fun every time. It's fun every time, you know, yeah. right? It, it is different change. every time a little bit. But yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good time. So anyway, th this is, this there's, is great fun. There's full of one problems. more thing I want to talk okay, about. And if you guys want to leave us, that's okay. There's one more thing I want to talk about. And we talk about this a lot when it comes to like DC movies and how they <laughs> end. And normally they end with some kind of giant CGI brawl battle. This entire film is that. And Steph has something to say real quick. What is it? It was way too easy to kill that monster. What monster? Which monster? The big one. Mecha. Mecha Godzilla? Yeah, way too easy. Well, he's just a robot. I know, but I was like, No, he on, had the have, super axe. Could we have just, just had like a bigger fight? It was like, all done. Yeah, well, he had a big radioactive charged axe that he... And there was so his, much oil that was, was very oil. good. Well, I'm worried about him and his oil and his fur. <laughs> well, he can go take a little shower and waterfall but you need to like dove soap don don soap just, and that's a lot of soap dove could work too no i think don's what you get the oil out with the birds i think she's right oh maybe but okay. it is important to note you are correct duck on the label well hopefully there's a waterfall somewhere in hollow earth for him to that they can put soap in and get all of the oil off. Yeah, do you think he has to get groomed do you think they go groom, Why groom him? well they said he smelled earlier on so yeah yeah, it's true. Anyway, back 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 to the uh, giant CG brawl battle. This entire thing is a giant CG brawl fight, except right. I buy into all of it, right? Rather than what DC does, where and the difference is there's a weightlessness to the CG in in DC because they're all superheroes, mm -hmm. and so like Superman doesn't have any weight when he's pressing General Zod's head against right. the building because they they can fly. And so you don't feel any of it. And same with Wonder Woman versus Ares at the end of Wonder Woman. There's, mm -hmm. there's like this weightlessness that happens and it doesn't actually feel like anything. And with this, every single step they take, every moment, I mean, I think I said at one point, I said Kong is so slow. Right. He moves so slow. 
And like to move your arm through the air just to punch Godzilla, it feels like it's taking an eternity for you to make contact with his cheekbone. And it's, well, it's because he's so big. And so like you can feel right. this weight behind everything. Um, yeah, so that's all I had to say about that. So it's it's not that we have a problem with big CG brawl fights, like because we've right. said that in the past. Like we do have a problem with it, but we have a problem with it when it's done wrong. Right, and the other thing about this is the the characters who are fighting all have personality. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, you know, they we we are we're experiencing some level of even if it's the goofiest monster emotion, mm-hmm. they're definitely purposeful and clear and. And they have shape and form in the space. So you're right about the weight. I mean, I think that makes a huge yeah, difference. That's the one thing. Um, last film that this reminded me of was Rampage. Yeah. If you like this movie, you should go watch Rampage with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and a giant gorilla and some other creatures. Yep. They're like mini kaiju. They're like mini kaiju. They're like mini kaiju. They're mini not manufactured kaiju. Yeah. That is a fun movie. That's a fun movie. That is a, not a good movie. Not a good movie at all. In the same way that this is, this is actually pretty decent. This is a pretty good movie, but right because this is doing what it's supposed to do. Or yeah. that one may not be. I think Rampage. I don't know. I think it might be. It's just giving. It's just giving like eye candy, which is right. The Rock and his monsters. Right. You know, it's just a fun time. To a lot of women, he is eye candy. Is he eye candy? Well, She's shaking her head. And no, to men, he's fun, right? Like. He's loads of fun. Right. And that's in There's a reason he's like the highest paid actor in Hollywood because he just oozes fun. But he's not acting. He's not acting. He is The Rock. He's The Rock. He's The Rock. And it's it's the same character in Fast and Furious Ah. as he is in uh, Rampage, as he is in San Andreas, as he is in. That towering uh, movie. Yeah, Skyscraper. Skyscraper. That is a fun movie, too. That's a fun movie and ridiculous. Okay. We are focused. I mean, we're focused on fun movies. We need to say that. That man only has one leg in that film, and does that. Oh, I totally forgot. He only has one. Yep. It's so good. It's the, so the Rock fun. cripples himself with one leg. Like he takes himself and he says, "I'm super strong, but I'm going to only have one, only leg. one leg." So he he holds himself back. He prevents, and then it has no significant impact yep. on his ability to do. No, anything. he can still do everything normal Rock can. Yep, unbelievable. Baywatch. That's not fun. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anything else to add? Nope. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rack and Focus podcast. We'd love for you to join in on the conversation by leaving us a message at anchor.fm slash podcast. The link is in the description of this episode. We'd love to feature you in the podcast and respond to your questions and thoughts in a future episode. And if you want to track all the films we've watched and talked about, you can catch either of us at Letterboxd. Uh, you can find me there at John Doyle. And I'm at Josiah Blizzard. The links to our profiles are also in the description of this episode. We'd also love for you to leave us a review wherever you're listening. And we ask you to leave a five-star review because that helps people notice us. But you can leave whatever comment you want about us in the review. That way you can share your opinion and increase the conversation. Lastly, follow us on Instagram at Rack and Focus Podcast, where we post screen grabs from some of our films we're watching and where we'll keep you updated on the episodes that are releasing week by week. If you are listening to an episode, we'd love for you to share a screenshot of that episode you're listening to and tag us in your story. Anything else to add, John? Nope, but I think Stephanie has something to say. Next on the podcast, the guys will be watching and reviewing The Sound of Metal. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus Podcast.